0: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, a focus today on the African nation of Uganda. It's a nation that's smaller than the state of Victoria and has a population more than 30 million people. And of course, they've had their struggles over many years now with civil war and the AIDS pandemic, and there is some significant poverty in the nation of Uganda. Well, the Reverend Justice Mwanda is in Australia. He's really close to the start of his tour around Australia. He's the director of an organisation called International Needs Uganda. And uh, to talk about the things that are happening in Uganda and in Africa, the Reverend Justice Mwanda is joining us. Justice, welcome to 2020.
1: Thank you very much, Neil.
0: I hope your impressions of Australia are good. They're somewhat different to back home in Uganda. Tell us about the setting that you come from. As I understand it, Justice, you not only lead the organisation International Needs Uganda, but you're also pastoring a church in the slums of Kampala.
1: Yeah. No, thank you very much, Neil. Um, uh, The only thing that you didn't do very well is about the weather. You didn't put on a very good weather for me. (laughs) Otherwise, the rest... It's been very good. Uh, the best you, is yet to come, I must say. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Uh, Uganda is, like uh, Neil introduced, is um, a country at the, uh, the eastern coast of Africa. It's a landlocked country. It is an agricultural country. And we grow a lot of coffee, tea, cotton, and several other crops. We have very few minerals in Uganda. Recently, they have discovered some oil. So I hope that this will do us very good economically, and we hope it's going to transform the the country in general. Justice,
0: you devote your life now to helping the poor in Uganda, but yep. you came from fairly poor beginnings too. Tell us a quick, in a nutshell, your story uh, of your uh, birth to an unwed mother and uh, left there at a hospital. Tell us your story.
1: Yeah, um, I was, um, and I am, a victim on the product of a 15 year or around 16-year-old pregnancy who couldn't look after me. So poor girl, she wrapped me in a piece of cloth and left me at a chair by my grandmother's house, and she disappeared. I came to see her the first time when I was seven years, and I saw her only four times. And then the the last time I saw her was in a coffin when I was invited she died. So from that background, uh, somehow God miraculously uh, raised me through my grandparents, and then later I caught up with my father, who was a teacher, so I got education as a teacher and then now, he has placed me to influence and contribute to a transformation to children who have the same background like me. And I'm glad for the last 11 years, I have been doing that.
0: Tell me about the organization that you are leading, International Needs. It's an organization that is helping to fight poverty there in Uganda.
1: Yes. Uh, Internationalist Uganda is uh, an organization which is 20 years old, and it is geared towards transforming lives and transforming communities through education, health care, and family improvement programs. So we start with an individual child and help her or him to get education in our schools. We have established four schools in two communities in central part of Uganda. And then these children from poor families are sponsored uh, through uh, Australian families and schools and people, and then they come to our school. And then we believe that the transformation we put into this child will go to the family and then later to the community and then the nation over. So we do education, we do health care, we do family empowerment, we do vocational school, and also we have another separate program on HIV-AIDS reduction.
0: Love to talk to you some more about that and get your insights into what's happening in the battle against AIDS. But when our listeners appreciate that Uganda is surrounded, you mentioned the word landlocked. Well, to the north... You've got South Sudan, a nation that is one of the newest nations on Earth, and uh, Mm -hmm. they've been challenged by all sorts of uh, infighting civil war that's been going on. You've got the Democratic Republic of the Congo Mm -hmm. to the west. Mm -hmm. You've got Rwanda just to the south, as you have Tanzania, and then Kenya to your east. You're in the middle of nations that we are hearing in the news and all of the challenges and the struggles that they have gone through. Is it the same in Uganda that people are uh, challenged and struggling against the battles that have gone on over the years with civil war? And you mentioned the AIDS pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it a really challenged nation today?
1: Yeah. At the moment, Uganda is one of those African countries which has succeeded in reducing the infection rates of HIV AIDS. In 1986, the infection rate of HIV-AIDS was at 30%. At the moment, it is at 7.1%, which is a remarkable uh, improvement. But, of course, the plight of orphans will remain high for some time. So my organization is helping such children to attain education. But also the fact that we are landlocked, We, we are the target of all the refugees in all those countries. We have so many refugees from southern Sudan. We have many from Rwanda. We have many from Congo and Burundi. Because of the fact that we are landlocked, they run to us. Because at the moment, Uganda is really peaceful.
0: And you are working in one of the poorest areas. You're leading a church there in the slums of Kampala. What does your church look like?
1: It's a church of about 600 people. But most of the people are coming from the slum, it's one of the biggest slums in the city. There are about four slums in the city, Kampala. So my church is in one of those slums. So you see people, they come to the pastor and they look to him for their needs, for their health care, for their house rent, for their food. So. When after doing the international needs work from Monday up to Friday, then on Sunday I go to this church and try to help and teach, uh, the communities in the church and around the church. So your big
0: challenges, not only leading the church, but yeah. as the pastor, as mm. the uh, the Anglican church minister, people are looking to you mm. to help resolve their everyday mm. family and social and basic needs problems.
1: Yes. Yes, but what we do, I cannot do it all. What we do, we partner with other organizations like International Needs Australia, and then they help us to to raise funds and awareness from here and then they also equip us with training in capacity building and also the funds that we receive we pass them on to the families through like buying a cow or chicken or pigs and then we pass them over to the families. Those families must have children who go to our schools. so. In doing so, we are trying to empower these families so that they don't only look to me as a leader or as a pastor, but they also can do something on their own to solve the problems that they are going through.
0: And, of course, you have a child sponsorship program, $39 a month, and so what you're describing is where the funds go to when you sponsor a child, uh, where it helps the families.
1: Yeah, the $39 mainly cover five items it covers the tuition of the child at the school it covers two meals because most of these children come from families where they don't have enough food or where they don't have anything so it also covers the uniform we still have the tradition of maintaining uniforms because they help us to bridge the gaps between the rich and poor children and also it helps us to cover the books and pens and then it also helps us to do the medical bills of those children. So it's 39 sounds very little but it takes us a very long mile.
0: The Reverend Justice Mwanda is our guest. He's the Director of International Needs Uganda. Justice, stay with us. I'd like to talk to you some more in just a short while. We're back talking with the Reverend Justice Mwanda. He's the Director of International Needs Uganda. We're talking about the nation of Uganda because uh, Reverend Justice Mwanda also pastors a church in the slums of Kampala. Justice, let me ask you about this transformation that happens in families. You're talking about not only the spiritual needs of people that you're meeting through the church, but also the needs of people are being met through sponsorship, which is coming from even nations like... us here in Australia Mm. when we talk about families transforming and changing and coming out of that cycle of poverty Mm. what does it look like to you with the work that you're doing in the slums of Kampala
1: Mm. yeah mainly my biggest work is in the village in uh, where I work but what we are looking at and what I'm telling my communities now and again is that one time international needs will pull out of this community and move to another community but what you'd like to see is that even when we have gone to other areas these communities will remain self-sustaining so as I said we do this through giving out animals and seeds so we buy a pregnant Frisian cow and we give it to a family now when it curves they bring back the calf me and then I pass it on to another family and they do the same with the piglets. we when we give two piglets when they mature, then they bring back two also and then so we give them 20 chicks per family and uh, when they sell the chick they only have to bring back a portion we don't expect them to bring back chicken so that when we give them these uh, animals we are solving at least three things in the family we are solving the issue of lack of food, so they will have food, then they will have some income. but also if they have a cow, they will have manure to to fertilize their gardens so that they can better their production and after the cow after they have given one calf to us, the subsequent calves belong to them they can sell them and then they, have, they can have more income. Now, for those families which don't have enough land to bring up a cow, we give them pigs. Or there are some families where we give seeds or crops, improved seeds and crops, so that they can grow and then have a better yield or a better crop so that they can have better sales, again, for their families, and for their own income. So what we want to see is that the income per house is improved so that the things that internationalism doesn't do for them, they can do them on their own.
0: The things that have taken people in Uganda into the depths of poverty, a civil war, and uh, we mentioned uh, the AIDS pan- pandemic. Yeah, uh, These sorts of things, very, very difficult to deal with. All sorts of other issues mm-hmm. that you're also fighting, uh, child exploitation, whether yeah. that's sexual exploitation or yeah. uh, areas of slavery, those sorts of things. Are those, uh, those big challenges for you to confront?
1: Slavery uh, is not really about maybe child trafficking, There are a few cases of child trafficking that we have seen in Uganda. But also, the other issue that you need to know that has brought problems in Africa is disease, the burden of disease like malaria. In addition to AIDS, we also have to fight malaria because malaria is the number one killer disease in Uganda. It is responsible for about 80% of the deaths in a hospital in Uganda. And you see, When a family is attacked with malaria, they cannot work. And again, that will bring, it will contribute to the cycle of poverty. So much as we need the income improved, we also have to look at the health part of those families. So we do this through giving out like mosquito nets and also having health facilities in communities,
0: it's uh, in a way you are caring for the whole person, not just yeah. uh, not just some parts of their lives. You've had to think through the whole process of sure, what it is sure. to actually break the poverty cycle and bring people into a place of not only health physically but mm-hmm. health uh, spiritually as well.
1: Yeah, so that in that case we have at least fifteen church planters. These men are empowered. Uh, through international needs. Actually, there is a church here in Australia which raised four motorcycles, which we gave out to these church planters so that we can ease their transportation because they cover quite a, a distance to reach these communities. So it is this church planter who will go in an area and then identify, apart from the spiritual needs, other needs of the community. He will come back to me and say, in this community, they have no sources of water, they don't have any school, they don't have any healthcare facility. And then we try through international needs to address and intervene onto those problems.
0: Justice, you're in Australia and you're speaking at a whole lot of different locations and people will be able to see the dates on the website at internationalneeds.org.au but what are you hoping to do here in Australia? Obviously you're raising awareness. Mm -hmm. How do you want people to actually help with the ministry that you've got going underway there in
1: Uganda? There, There are basically four areas in which we want people to get involved. One... We would like people to come and visit Uganda. I've been encouraging people to come because when people come to Uganda and they come face-to-face with the challenges that we go through, they can be better ambassadors of such communities and such problems here in Australia, and consequently, we can raise funds. Secondly, you can sponsor a child. At $39 a month, you can provide a very good transformational ground for a child in Uganda, who otherwise couldn't, wouldn't have this possibility if it was not sponsored. And number three, we are trying to raise a tractor. I want to raise $40,000 to buy a tractor for farmers because these farmers still use holes, a hand hole to cultivate and then get produced, which takes so long. So we want to buy a tractor for them so that they can cultivate bigger, chunks of land, and then they can have more production and a bigger production. And then the last part of how people can participate is through prayer. We need to, people to pray for us, to pray for the children, to pray for the work, and also to pray for me as I provide leadership for international needs.
0: Well, I'll give that website address so you can catch up on what's happening with International Needs in Uganda. It's internationalneeds.org.au and that's where you'll be able to find not only speaking dates for the Reverend Justice Mwanda who we've been talking to but also you'll be able to link with how to sponsor a child, $39 a month and of course uh, those uh, focuses on prayer as well. Uh, Justice, just great talking to you. Thank you so much for making time Time to talk to us today on 2020.
1: You are welcome. Thank you, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's
0: more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.